Hey friends, welcome to But What If You Did, the podcast for millennials that find themselves in the middle of the growth phase. You know, the part in the big life transition that doesn't feel good. This is the part where it feels so hard to show up every damn day. You may be in the thick of things right now, but someday you'll look back and be hella proud of yourself that you kept going. The growth phase is messy, but I believe in sharing my mistakes and missteps in hopes that it'll help others grow too. I'm positive our paths have crossed for a reason, and I'm so excited to have you along for the ride because now we get to grow through the hard stuff together. Hey friends, Allison here. Welcome back to another episode of But What If You Did? I am so excited that you decided to tune in. I know your time is valuable and the fact that you continue to come back week after week truly means the world to me. I know last week's episode really hit home with a lot of you. I had a few of you reach out to me on Instagram and we got to chat a little bit about how the Imaginary Success Checklist is holding you back in your own life. And it's just really exciting to see that these messages are not only hitting home with you, but also helping you to think through some of the hard and messy stuff in your own life. If you haven't already, make sure to hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss any more episodes from me. And if the episodes are really making a difference in your life, I would love for you to either leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Those really help me out. They really help with searchability of the podcast or share it with a friend and help me get the message out there. So with all that aside, just wanted to say thank you. And now let's dive into this week's question, which is, But what if you not only established boundaries, but actually respected them too? So we're going to be diving into everything from establishing boundaries to informing others of those boundaries and even respecting your own boundaries. And I'm going to kick it off with my growth through the hard stuff lesson. So let's start by, despite the fact that I decided to start a podcast, I am absolutely not a social butterfly. I like my quiet time. I like my solo time. I need that to reset. That's really important for me to have just time away from chaos. And I used to feel like I had to attend every single social event that I was invited to. And I really just hated saying no, but I also really kind of hated going to large social events. I definitely wasn't the popular kid in high school. And I kind of carried that mentality with me into my college life and then into the beginning of my professional life. And so because I wasn't used to being the person that was invited to large outings and parties and whatnot, I just had this like deep-seated fear that if I didn't show up, I wasn't going to be invited again and that I couldn't really even though I kind of had boundaries at that point, or at least I thought I had boundaries at that point, I didn't really know how to stand up for them because I just felt like I was going to get left behind if I didn't go to whatever, whoever's birthday party it was, whatever celebratory event was happening. And that was really hard. Um, You know, for, for me, I consider anything over five people to be a big group. And Most outings have more than five people, but I just found those kind of outings to be really draining on me. And they like really didn't keep me in a a good mental headspace. I wasn't getting the right kind of conversation for what I was looking for. I don't really drink, you know, I will occasionally have a drink, you know, if it's someone's birthday or whatnot, but like alcohol generally doesn't make me feel good. Um, And so I felt like every time I was out, I was just spending a lot of time defending why I chose not to drink. And like, 
you do you, I'm going to do me. But for me, drinking is just not exciting. It doesn't, it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't get me. It's not the thing that I like look forward to going out for, right? So I really liked, you know, if I was out with a group of friends, like having a deep conversation or really enjoying catching up with someone on like their life goals and stuff. And that's just not the kind of stuff you talked about at parties per se. On top of all that, I really value going to bed early. Um, And outings rarely started before I was ready to be getting ready for like decompression time and getting ready for bed. So where did going out usually leave me? Tired, anxious, (laughs) questioning my own choices. So learning to set boundaries was not only important for me, but I also had to learn to respect my own boundaries and better yet to communicate my boundaries so that people understood why I was not going to something or what, like, it was more that I had to explain it to people, right? And like, I was making these assumptions that people knew that I had these boundaries when that just really isn't practical. So from a career perspective, you know, something like not having boundaries might look a little different than say those boundaries that I had in my personal life about going to bed early, not going out to large gatherings, et cetera. But in a career world or in the corporate world, rather, um, boundaries might look like something like saying no to staying late, prioritizing your boss's last minute tasks over your own workout class or prioritizing some silly thing that came up at work that can wait till tomorrow over family time. So sure. You have to have clear boundaries in both your personal and professional life. And yeah, those are going to shift and change and grow and evolve with time, but you have to start somewhere. So how do boundaries translate to big life transitions? Well, boundaries teach you about you and it's part of that learning to be self-aware process. They help you to bring clarity to what's important to you, which can really help steer you towards those right fit opportunities. They can help you see where you're compromising who you are for others or putting others first. So today, let's start with three reasons why you should set boundaries. One, prioritizing yourself and your own mental clarity is so important. And it's a big, big exercise in self-awareness. Ultimately, learning to set boundaries helps you actually learn how to prioritize yourself. The second reason would be the power of saying no. And I know that the saying no is something that like you hear all the time, almost to the point that it kind of feels taboo, right? But there is so much power in learning to say no when it's easier to say yes. You have to learn how to prioritize the things that are important to you. And oftentimes that's going to mean saying no to something that old you would have easily said yes to. The third reason is it opens up your time and space and energy for things that actually fill your cup, for things that actually make you excited and that you actually want to do because now you have time and energy to dedicate to those things that you were throwing away by just saying yes to someone else. Saying yes may be the easy thing in the moment, but is that filling your cup? No, it's probably just draining you further. So when we put all these things together, you are like, okay, great. Now I know why I need to do it. But how? 
how do I begin to set boundaries? Well, here are my top five tips and the things that have worked really well for me when it came to learning to set boundaries. And I'm really hopeful that they can help you too. So my first is learning to embrace the practice of journaling, especially when you're stressed. Because if you learn to journal when you're stressed, you're going to start to see patterns um, in what you're writing down. And that can help you to see where you're doing things to please other people rather than because you want to do them, right? So if I'm finding myself stressed consistently over something that, say, a coworker is doing and I'm writing it down in my journal consistently, I'm going to maybe notice that it's because every time Bob at the office wants me to do X, Y, and Z, it stresses me out when really that's Bob's job and Bob is just trying to pawn his work off on me and asking me to do it for him. And maybe that's not something that I need to do because now I can't take on the extra project for Mark, who I actually want to be helping and learning because that is a skill that's going to help propel my career forward because I'm too busy doing busy work that Bob needed help with. So helping you journal or starting a journaling practice, I should say, kind of gives you that opportunity to start doing, like I said, that like self-reflection work, which is going to help you figure out what's causing you to have a lack of boundaries and how you can go back and implement a boundary to help maybe correct that. So the second tip would be to get it on a post-it note or write it in your planner. I say post-it note because I know a lot of people don't use planners. And while I find paper planners to be incredibly helpful um, in keeping my life organized, I realize that they are not for everyone. Some people prefer their phone. But ultimately, you want to write it down somewhere where you're going to see it daily. So if that's in your planner, great. If that's you know, typing up a graphic that you put as your home screen, I've done that before. Or if it's something that I need to remember or see daily I just put it as a background on my phone so that I'm constantly looking at it. But write it down on something like a post-it note. Stick it to your computer, stick it to your phone, stick it to your backpack, whatever you're around, most often the wall over your desk. If you're working from home now, whatever it is, write it on that post-it note because by seeing what you want that boundary to be daily, you're gonna start to remember it more and you're gonna start to think about it more. And the more it's front of mind, honestly, the more likely you are to kind of make it more common practice in your life and to really start to live by that boundary. My third tip is to communicate that boundary to everyone that needs to hear it. I joke about going to bed at 8 p.m. to anyone that will listen. And now I'll be honest, my whole friends group, my family, they all know that I'm going to leave wherever we are at 7.30 so that I can be home and in bed by eight. And if I've made a conscious decision that I'm going to stay late for some reason, yeah, sure, I will absolutely make time to do that from time to time if the situation is appropriate, if I don't have to be up early the next day, if I truly feel like it is within what I can handle for the day to stay out later wherever I am, then I will do that. But I make sure that I also communicate when I've made the decision that I'm going to stay later than normal, right? So by embracing the fact that you have a boundary and respecting your own boundary and communicating your own boundary, you're really setting yourself up to be in a more successful headspace and just to have a more productive day and to feel better about your day at the end of the day. My fourth tip is that you actually generally, as silly as it sounds, have to ask people to respect your boundary. 
It's not personal. It's you are working on being a better, healthier version of you. And to do that, that means that you can't please everyone. That's the people pleaser thing. If you've been following my Instagram, you know I've been big on talking about how I'm a recovering people pleaser and how you have to get over the people pleasing tendencies. And boundaries are a big part of that. So if you're trying to establish a new boundary, make sure you're communicating that boundary to people around you and then asking them to respect that boundary. Say something like, hey, you know, I know that we've been going out late a lot lately, but I'm trying to work on going to bed earlier so that I make sure that I'm not exhausted in the morning because I want to be able to get up and work out before work. So this is going to be a hard change for me. And I would really appreciate if you could support me while I work through this transition rather than, you know, poking fun at me or making this harder for me, because this is something that I'm doing for my own health. Long-winded sentence. Anyone that knows me will tell you that I talk fast and I talk in long-winded sentences all the time. But my point is, make sure you're communicating your boundary and then make sure that you're asking people to support you in that boundary. And then my fifth tip is once you've been trying a boundary out, you need to reflect on it. You need to reflect on what's working and what's not. And then you kind of have to learn to be adaptable with that, right? So there's nothing wrong with standing up for you and doing what's right for you. But you also have to realize that like sometimes how we have this vision of how this boundary is going to work just isn't going to fit perfectly into your life. And you might have to adapt that a little bit. Does that make sense? So I hope that by going through the why behind why boundaries are so important and then giving you some tangible tips for how you can start to identify and implement better boundaries in your own life that you'll be able to take some imperfect action and really start to look at your own boundaries and establish healthier ones. Or maybe you already have some boundaries, but maybe they just need to be tweaked a little bit. And hopefully maybe some of these self-reflection tactics can help you do just that. So my tip of the day and where we're going to kind of wrap up for the day is it's okay to say no. And I'm just going to keep saying that because, as I said, recovering people pleaser here, no one needs to hear this message more than I do. But it's okay to say no. You just have to be upfront about your boundaries with people and ask them to support you and respect them. That's it. And yes, I realize that that is way easier to say than to actually do. So to recap, let's go back. Boundaries, they help steer you. Boundaries and self-awareness go hand in hand. It's how you learn to prioritize you. It's how you learn to say no in a respectful manner. It's how you make space for what matters in your life. And self-observation, self-reflection, you have to do the work. Write it down, communicate it, ask people to respect that boundary, but more than anything, Learn to reflect back on your own actions. That's how you invoke change in your own life. Boundaries are a good thing. Lean into them and don't ever let someone make you feel bad for prioritizing yourself. Until next week, I will see you right back here. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found a nugget of wisdom to encourage you to get out of your own way and to take action even when it feels hard. Resources and links discussed in today's episode can be found in the show notes. 
P.S. If you love this episode, I would really love for you to slide into my DMs on Instagram at but period what if you did period the podcast so that we can connect or better yet share this to your story or send it to a friend and tag me so that I can personally say thank you for coming along this journey with me. Until next time, friends, keep moving forward.